an invasive species. Kind of, sort of. Causing a problem in Skagit County. There's an invasive species put in the wrong spot, a place they don't belong and didn't originate from. By the government, by by the state. What is this species? Well, we're, what we're talking about here is elk. Elk have been have become a big problem in the upper Skagit Valley. We're talking up by Hamilton and all the way up toward uh, Concrete, and so they're destroying crops. We've been seeing this reported in the Capital Press and other publications in Skagit County and elsewhere. They're just destroying crops, destroying property, um, putting farms at risk. What is going on with these elk? I think we may have heard, and you may recall years ago when the state was working on, you know, there's different elk herds that they want to recover and and this all started with some elk being brought up from a different part of the state. It sounds to me like the ball was dropped by the state at the, the very last step of their whole project to try to well, we'll get into we'll get into the details of why the elk are such a problem there in in uh, the upper Skagit Valley. Uh, this is the Farming Show here on KGMI News Talk 790. Dylan Honkoop with you here on your Saturday morning. Glad to have you here. We're talk, we talk uh, weekly here um, about issues in Whatcom and Skagit counties in northwest Washington related to farming, agriculture, etc. It's, of course, a big issue for farming as well as landowners, homeowners, all in that area in the upper Skagit. Joining us right now, oh, I, I do want to say thank you to our sponsors as well. Uh, Farmers Equipment Company, of course, they have their location there in Skagit on Highway 20, as well as their flagship store and location here in Linden, where I am this morning on 19th Street. Also, McAvoy Oil, uh, fueling your agricultural, uh, you know, fuel and, and energy needs, uh, lubrication needs as well, and uh, Laurel Farm and Western Supply. Out there on Laurel Road, out just uh, past Meridian High School, all sponsors of this program, making these kinds of conversations possible where we can talk about this stuff, get the word out on on, on real things that need to be dealt with. Joining us from Skagit County this morning, a couple of gentlemen here, Bill Schmidt, he's president of the Skagit County uh, Farm Bureau. Also, Randy Good, he's uh, Skagit County Cattlemen's Association president. Welcome, both of you, uh, vice to president. the vice, vice president, I should say, of the Skagit County Cattlemen's Association. Welcome, uh, both of you, to the program this morning. And, uh, well, maybe, I'll, Bill, I'll, I'll give you first crack at it. What's going on with these elk? What's, what's the problem here? Yeah, thank you for inviting us for the opportunity to share what's going on with the agricultural community upriver. What we have is uh, we're very blessed with our land use up here and a lot of the land staying in agriculture. We have uh, some small farms that really add to the rural character, but what's happening now are these small farms are uh, desperately trying to survive. The elk are intruding on these small farms. We have uh, one landowner the other day that had 138 elk in his one pasture. And a lot of these farms were self-sustaining. They could raise uh, their own hay for their cows and, and kind of have their own self-sustaining farm. But now the elk are eating their hay. They're knocking down their fences and they're causing havoc. And many of these farms now need to 
easily spend $20,000 a year extra just to subsidize the hay loss, which is a big hit with survival of a small family farm. Well, no kidding. And I, I think in the current market conditions, you know that so many people are experiencing in farming across the board, you don't just soak up an extra 20 grand with a small farm. That can make or break you right there. Exactly. The other thing that a lot of people forget about is the liability issue. When we have our fences knocked down and our cattle get out or our horses get out, uh, that's a big liability to the landowner. If uh, somebody were to hit them or something serious was to happen to somebody, there'd be a liability against the farmer. Well, I understand that's actually been happening even with the elk themselves out there on Highway 20, obviously the the main drag through the upper part of the valley there, um, that even just the elk themselves are are becoming more and more of a risk because there's so many of them uh, hanging around. They end up on the road and, and terrible crashes happen. That's true. There was just a major accident on the 11th of September, right near my farm. And uh, nobody was killed, but that's probably going to happen sometime soon. So we'd like to see the fish and wildlife get a handle on the management of this elk herd. Well, I want to get a little bit of the background. And, and again, we're talking with Bill Schmidt here. He's president of the Skagit County Farm Bureau. Randy Good with us, uh, vice president of Skagit County Cattlemen's Association. Randy, you're up in that neck of the woods. You're watching this all go on. What, what's the backstory here? How did this end up becoming a problem? How did there get to be so many elk out here? Are they just elk that live there? From what I'm hearing is they they, they aren't native to that uh, neighborhood at all. No, you're right. They are not native. Uh they actually were brought in and dumped off at uh, in the Nooksack Valley years ago in, in the 1940s. And uh, some of those elk migrated up into the Acme Valley. And from there, uh, uh, during that time, they actually the tribes themselves are the ones that uh, overhunted them and uh, caused a shortage. And then the, the ones that did survive, some of them migrated over into here, into our Skagit, uh, eastern Skagit County. And from uh, and then in 2002, uh, there was a bunch of elk imported out of the um, Mount St. Helens area up in here. And from there, uh, you know, they, they the day that they dropped these elk from Mount St. Helens off, they, it was really cold and frozen and and snow. And so the the tr- the cattle trailers that hauled them up here uh, actually had to drop the elk off on the lower elevation on our farm. Uh, egg, egg zone or egg area. So uh, from there, uh, you know, the the, the state you know, has made efforts to increase the population, which they did. And so the population uh, uh, just uh, this past year, they did a survey or a helicopter survey and and uh, determined that uh, there's uh, uh, that uh, the numbers of elk here now actually meet the their goal of. Uh, of uh, 1,900 or right, right around 2,000 elk, and so not, and that was not counting this year's crop. So, counting this year's crop, they're uh, they're up around 25 to 2,600 um, elk, and so that's five to 600 over 
what their uh, intended uh, goal of this North well, Cascade Elkhart plan. So was. hold on here, because this was supposed to be one of these whole you know wildlife recovery things. They were supposed to bring in elk, and it sounds like they dropped the ball on doing this correctly. Of actually getting these elk to where they should be living, you know, dropping them off in in the middle of cold weather down in in farm country, and so they just stayed yep. there. But you're saying this whole recovery process for these elk, they're trying to recover a population that was never you know to time immemorial was not not That's originally right. even native there in the first place it only the the population only even goes back to the fort that was i think that's something that a lot of people don't even know about those elk up in the nooksack and in now in the skagit valley as well right right you know and and so you're right on and so the you know with the numbers at the at the you know the what they're the goal that they're trying to achieve? You would think that they'd be happy with that number, but the, they just aren't happy about that. So, so, so at, at the time that they brought these elk in, what were they called? Threatened species or endangered species or something like that? Or what, what was the what was the whole plan there? What were they saying at that time? No, they, they weren't in threatened, and uh, they are not threatened. So uh, uh, that I guess you know they're they're just making a, an effort to enhance the. The, the the elk herd, but uh, they've they've enhanced it. So, uh, so what we're recommending is that they, <clears throat> you know, one of the things that you know concerns us is that you know forty percent of the elk now are being raised on our Ag Valley floor, and and that's only ten percent of the space that's available for them state to to raise their elk. I, I, so, you know, I don't know a ton about elk because I'm not a big hunter. I just don't have the patience for that kind of stuff. I'll admit that right off the bat. So I don't know tons about elk or deer or, you know, like some other people who who uh, are into that sport. But aren't they supposed to live up in the woods, up in the trees, up in the foothills kind of thing? I thought that's where they're supposed to live. And, and you're saying they should be, but they aren't because of how they were dropped off? Yeah, I'd like to comment on that. Sure, go ahead, Bill Schmidt with us here as well. Yeah, I'll kind of paint a little picture of how I've seen it living here. Uh, There's a few elk around. There was a general season. Most of the agricultural uh, people in the valley bottoms were able to shoot them around their homes and kind of kept them out of the valley and kept them up in the hills. Uh, The hills, our agricultural floor is fairly small along the Skagit River, and the elk uh, should be up in the woods because it makes them uh, eat better to hunt. You, you worry about your wind, your noise. They seem more weary of you. And then there's predators, predators up there that keep them on their toes. But what happened is a lot of them started moving down into the valley floor. Fish and Management, uh, Department of Fish and Wildlife, screwed up their management with their hunts and tags and not keeping up with uh, what the recruitment was with the calves and the cow-calf ratios, and they messed around with the hunting unit so much that they started to populate the valley floor. The valley floor is the agricultural zone. Right. And these elk are saying, wow, I got food, water, and cover, and it's damn easy living, and I'm not even getting hunted, and there's less predators. I'm going to stay here. So they're staying here and calving here, and the numbers are going astronomical, and fish and wildlife are not taking the proper actions 
to keep the valley floor clear of some of the elk and keeping them up in the hill. Well, and it sounds like they didn't take the proper actions when they introduced more uh, of these elk that didn't even grow up there and they came from the Mount St. Helens area uh, back in the, the early 2000s. But what you're describing now, Bill, is almost like these things are getting domesticated like a, like a, a cattle in the field almost, except they've got horns. And, it, and that's exactly right. It, and that's, it's more like if you shoot one in the valley floor, it's like shooting a cow in your field. I have shot some in my field, and they move to the other side. They don't even run out of the field. Wow. And that's not uncommon for some of these landowners to experience. It's not a uh, man-against-animal uh, hunting experience yeah. when they're down here in the valley floor. Yeah, just like somebody going into a, a you know, please, don't anybody do this. I'm just <laughs> saying this is a hypothetical, but a dairy farm and going out and shooting a cow, you wouldn't call that hunting. <laughs> there wouldn't right. even be any process to it because they're domesticated animals, and it sounds like these elk are headed in that direction. So what can be done? Can hunting be done to, to thin these herds? Is that even going to fix this? What What is a lot? You know, I've been hearing people talk about this issue saying, hey, well, I can help. If you can get me an elk tag, I'll come down there with a rifle and, and help you thin the herd. But is that even the solution here? Exactly, and that's a hard thing. And and if you put yourself in somebody else's shoes, like a wildlife manager, and you say, what would I do? It's better to come up with some possible solutions and keep that tool bag full instead of just criticizing. We're saying they do have a lot of options, and they're not implementing all of them. For instance, why not more handicap hunts? Why not more youth hunts on the valley floor? Because it's where some of these people just don't get out in the hills, and they're, they're excited just to bag an elk and have elk meat. The, the other problem we have is working with our, our tribal people. Some of them want an open season year-round. Some of them mm-hmm. don't want to listen to our hunting seasons. And it, it's kind of hard to work with them as a co-manager. But I feel like now there's been enough uh, instances that many people are starting to believe there's too many on the valley floor, the agricultural floor, and it's too much of an impact on the farmers. Problems with elk in the upper Skagit Valley. Dylan Honkoop here with you on the Farming Show on this Saturday morning. Talking with Bill Schmidt here, president of the uh, Skagit County Farm Bureau. Also, Randy Good with the Skagit County Cattlemen's Association is with us. Randy, what do you think needs to be done? I mean, you're you're right up there. You're seeing this on a daily basis. Right, and actually there's 17 living on our domesticated elk living on our farm today. And uh, so, you know, I've actually called... Uh, we, as landowners, we can call in complaints to DFW's conflict specialist, and uh, they are to come out and take and you know help resolve an issue. But right. uh, after calling in uh, uh, on two different properties, ten ten complaints on one field and four complaints on my field, uh, and uh, in fact there was uh, three with hoof rot on the one field and uh, one with hoof rot on my field, and uh, the conflict specialist uh, uh, ignores it. So uh, we've run, uh, so, and the, and the main reason is that uh, Highway 20 sits here, and I told them that we would actually help him, uh, to, you know, to move the elk back across Highway 20. Right. But he doesn't have any help to, he, I asked him, well, get some of the tribal members to come yeah. and help. But he said they will not do that. And so, consequently, I, I, keep, I keep getting ignored on the issue. And so the elk just are hanging out here. And Bill, and Bill, just before we came on the air, you were talking about a bunch on your property too. That even just within the last couple of days, right? I, I had thirty on my property uh, this morning, and uh, 
they were eating my tomatoes and my apples and uh, raking our landscaping and then moved into the hay pasture and was eating our hay and alfalfa that we have. So, Dad, obviously annoying and frustrating, causing damage for even just homeowners in that area, but financially devastating uh, for farming in that area is what, is what you're saying. I mean, you, you were saying one one, one uh, outfit had 138 of these out in their field? Correct. One small farmer had 138 out in his pasture. The thing, Dylan, is everybody kind of loves the elk. I mean, it's great to hear them bugle. It's nice to see them. They're majestic and all that. So nobody really hates hates the elk. They, right. they just don't like the number of elk that we have right now on the valley floor. And uh, and this is Randy, but you know they've uh, been mismanaged. You know, and and uh, our county assessor Dave Thomas has done a, a survey of elk intrusion damages, and he sent it out to uh, uh, um, proper, property or farmers that mm-hmm. are listed under enrolled under the open space taxation plan. And so, as of uh, he's about thirty or sixty percent done with the survey, and there's he estimates uh, that uh, one point four million dollars in damages. Uh, and then, right as of uh, the other day, there were sixty-seven different farms that have, uh, you know, sent back responses that uh, that have been affected by the damages from the elk intrusions. Good grief. Yeah, 1.4 million. 1.4 million and counting. I mean, that's just yeah. so far. And not uh, that doesn't include, uh, we figure there's probably 800 homes up in our valley here that wow. are also affected by these. And, and you're talking around $400,000 in damages there. Not And that doesn't even account the damages on all the of the elk vehicle collisions on highway 20 and 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 you can't even put a, a price on on you know the loss of you know injury or loss of life that's potential here as well right um, so but it, i'd like as, to say dylan yeah, when yeah. i looked into some of the numbers it was averaging almost one elk vehicle collision per week on highway 20 also they've been spotted at the concrete airport so there's a chance even of a aviation problem coming which up. i mean again people think about wild deer run across the highway uh elk wild elk can run across the highway that's one thing if they're truly wild elk out in their natural habitat and there's not much you can do about that but these are not th- this is more like a cow getting out because they're almost like a domesticated animal like a, a cow or a horse or something totally different ball game not nearly as scared as they should be of even the road or the fences or anything like that that's a whole different ball game a lot more risk um, right. and, and talking back about tools in the yeah. bag whether they capture some and move them somewhere whether they change the hunting seasons whether they give more landowner permits whether they do more with veterans or handicapped i mean there's a lot of things to do if we're getting uh probably three four hundred calves on the valley floor this year and next year you know we're looking with the way the herd is and they let out 50 permits or 75 permits, it's not even keeping up with the recruitment. So they really need some major changes in what they're doing to relieve the agricultural problems. Bill Schmidt with us, uh, president of Skagit County Farm Bureau, Randy Good with Skagit County Cattlemen's Association. Thanks so much, guys, for filling us in. There is a, an interesting video uh, at savefamilyfarming.org uh, under some of our Skagit issues that explains this. You can also find it on Facebook, uh, Skagit Family Farmers. Make sure to follow Skagit Family Farmers on Facebook. Uh, and uh, there's a video there that you can watch that shows a little bit more of this. You can see the actual elk, a few pictures of them, and some of these properties. 
stories and uh, explanation from several different voices about what's going on. Uh, gentlemen, good luck with this issue. Uh, keep working on it and, and, and keep us posted and let us know uh, how we can continue to help to get the word out on this, on this issue. Thank you for the opportunity to share some of our concerns. Thank you, Dylan.